You are listening to the Horse Radio Network, part of the Equine Network family. Greetings, everyone. Coach Jen here, and thanks for tuning in to Horse Tip Daily, episode 1479. Today's tip features an excerpt from the monthly Mary Kitzmiller horse training episode on Horses in the Morning, where we investigate the advantages and pitfalls of ponying another horse. Today's episode is brought to you by U.S. Rider, the smart equestrian's source for roadside assistance. What's our next question? Uh, Let's go with Sam's question because this was also asked last month and I didn't get to it. Um, I like to teach my horses to pony so I can ride with my kids as they get bigger while maintaining some level of control. I come from an English background, so it's not something I've been exposed to much. What do I need to know from training and preparation uh, to the best equipment and how to safely use it? Ooh, very good question. Um, so I would say the things that can go into getting a horse to pony well are a lot of the same components that will go into getting your horse to tie well. And it, it falls into this theme of giving to pressure. So, you know, with your, uh, with your horse that you're going to pony, I would work on things like that sending exercise I mentioned earlier of if they feel pressure behind their pole, they need to come forward. And, you know, how I do this is I, is I pick up pressure on that lead rope and then I use a drive aid like a whip or a flag to uh, create forward movement to get them to come forward. And I do this until I no longer need that driving aid. Um, so that's going to help with your leading and your tying. And it can also help prevent your horse from pulling back if they meet resistance. With the horse you're going to do the ponying on, uh, I tend to think of what could go wrong. So with my horse that I'm going to pony, um, that I'm going to ride while ponying, I will do a lot of desensitization with a lead rope or a lariat. If it's, if it's a horse that maybe I'm going to drag things with my, with my lariat rope. Um, so I make sure they can accept that rope all over their body, around their legs. I might even, and be careful doing this. I might even do some work with desensitizing that rope coming up under their tail because you never know. You can have a colt that you're ponying get really squirrely and run behind you and that rope get under your horse's tail. And if you've never experienced that, um, it, it's, it's in a, it's a bit of an adrenaline rush. Um, if that horse has never felt anything under his tail like that, it can, uh, it can get pretty Western pretty quick. It goes so, bad in a hurry and it yes, stays that and you way. Need to be Yes, because they clamp their tail yeah, down exactly. and it disappears between their butt cheeks. And I mean, it's just <laughs> hang on at that point. <laughs> and then it's a so, show, as they say. <laughs> yeah, I'll do a lot of like taking the rope behind their butt and just kind of gently rubbing it back and forth, which even a broke horse, if they've never felt that, that can be pretty um pretty challenging. So you want to, you want to be smart, be careful, do this on the ground, make sure you stay at your horse's shoulder, keep his nose tipped towards you. Don't let him get turned around and, you know, facing you with his butt when you do this kind of stuff. Um, because I'm, I'm always thinking, okay, what if the horse I'm ponying pulls back? What if they run around to the side? What if that, this isn't as big an issue with uh, English stirrups, but what if that rope gets up under my fender? That can feel very freaky to a horse who's never felt that before. And I've been there. Um, <laughs> and again, very fun thing to try to get out of. So I make sure that the horse I'm going to pony with um, is pretty well desensitized to all those things and, you know, has a good attitude with other horses. Um 
when I first start ponying, uh, I usually do it in a pretty small area, like a round pin. And instead of just walking off and expecting the horse, uh, to f- the other horse to follow alongside me, most of the times it is just as easy as that. But what I like to do, and this might be a little hard to explain, but I will, um, actually use my horse that I'm riding and to yield my pony horse's hindquarters. So this is a little difficult to explain. So what I will do is I'll hold the rope in one hand and walk my horse um, toward the horse I'm leading toward their hindquarters and just kind of go around and around and around and get that horse's hindquarters to free up. Then what I do is um, I will switch the rope to my other hand and I will actually ask that horse to cross from one side to the other. I hope this makes sense. Um, And... Now my horse that I'm leading is on the other side of the horse I'm riding. And then I will then walk my horse in and yield the hindquarters to the other side. And I just play this little dance where I yield his hindquarters, bring him to the other side, yield his hindquarters, bring him to the other side. What I'm doing with this uh, is I've got a lot of control of the situation. If my horse is uh, yielding his hindquarters, the horse that I'm leading is yielding his hindquarters, uh, he's easy to manage and maintain while he's getting used to the sensation of being ponied. Um, and it also just frees up his feet. And then from there, I'll start to walk out on a circle. I like to walk around in a circle because it, uh, it works great in a round pen. It's easy to get the horse's feet freed up that way rather than just going straight forward. Um, and then from there, you know, I'll take him out into a bigger place and, you know, work in a controlled setting. Don't obviously put your kid on the horse and, experiment that way, you know, do it, do it without a rider on the other horse, um, and work in a very quiet, uh, quiet setting, like, you know, like your arena and just lots and lots of practice. And you can pony this horse over obstacles. You can start taking them out of the arena and do little short trips, but I would put a lot of miles on both of those horses learning to pony before you put your kid, um, on a horse that you're ponying. One of the things that I thought of about this, and I did not have this opportunity when I first started ponying horses, is the the ponier versus the pony. <laughs> it gets confusing. Yeah. Um, and if you're not experienced ponying horses, get two horses who get on well. They're familiar with each other. You ride the horse and you hold the lead rope. And the lead rope is attached to another horse who is ridden by an adult competent rider. And practice going through the motions of that exercise you just did, but go through those motions and have that person who is sitting on the horse with the lead rope attached to him, help the horse go through that. So you're going through the motions, but you're not necessarily in control of the motions. So you get comfortable because one of the things I really struggled with is as I move scooter, the hackney pony around Nigel, because I'm not familiar with what should happen when it's right, I'm struggling a bit. It's a little bit like putting, when you first learn higher level dressage, it's really nice to sit on a schoolmaster so that when you finally press the right buttons, it just happens. So that when you're ponying a horse and you press the right buttons because there's somebody out there controlling that horse, it happens. When you bring the lead rope out and you put a little pressure 
that horse is going to move when you put the little pressure because there's a human out there making sure it happens. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. I I would say, you know, there's all sorts of prep and, and probably the biggest equation, all that is just get the miles on both horses in a controlled setting, you know, have a experienced rider and, um, you know, before you, uh, before you do it with a kid. And if you do that, then it, it usually it's just a non-event, you know, yeah. cause you've, you've encountered every scenario. The horses are well-schooled in it. Um, and yeah, a good challenge for your horsemanship yeah. as well. And let me add, I didn't pony horses a lot, but when I did, it was two horses. Now, when I pony someone, I'm on 16 and a half hand horse and I'm ponying 12 hands. That does add a degree of difficulty when you have a huge size difference like that. Uh, in my case, if Pony gets behind me, even the tiniest little bit, and I'm not paying attention, that lead rope will slip up underneath of my, in my case, stirrup leather or fender if you're in a Western saddle, in the blink of an eye and cause could possibly cause a train wreck. So if you're if you're on a horse and you're going to be ponying something very short, Keep in mind that there is an added level of difficulty and prepare for it. Yeah. Do those rope desensitizing exercises with the horse you're going to be riding on the ground first because, you know, imagine in your head what could happen and then prepare for it. Even under the best circumstances, travel is stressful for horses. We've all been there, stuck on the side of the road in the middle of nowhere. You can make the journey knowing that U.S. Rider is there for you. Get peace of mind on the road with U.S. Rider's nationwide 24-7 roadside assistance coverage for both you and your horse. Join today at usrider.org. Well, there you have it. Horse Radio Network has thousands of engaging podcasts for horse people, and you can have them sent right to your phone. Just subscribe via your favorite podcast player. This is Coach Jen, and I will be back again soon with another tip. Until then, go ride your horse. The Horse Radio Network and the Horse Radio Network hosts are not responsible for statements made by guests on the Horse Tip Daily. Please use your own judgment when listening to the tips on this show. <music>